are listening to the Real Happy Mom Podcast, the weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. Nelly wanted to make sure I came by and shared some wonderful goodness here with you to help you with just getting into the place where you are feeling fulfilled with your career. And in this episode, I am talking to Blake Schofield from The Bridge to Fulfillment, all about how we can go from unfulfilled, burnt out, and just tired and exhausted to feeling fulfilled and living and doing the things that we absolutely love. Now, if you are in a place where you are questioning if you should continue in a career or you're in a career that you do not like, but are feeling like, I can't leave this place because I got bills to pay, trust me, I hear you. And Blake is going to be helping us out with this and this episode here today. Today, Blake is going to be sharing with us her story on how she even got to the place of helping other moms with finding fulfillment in their careers. She also talks to us about some of the ways that we can start to go from having a career that we don't like to having the career that we love and how we don't necessarily have to take a huge leap. We can actually build a bridge to get to that place. Then she also shares with us some of the issues that us moms have when it comes to trying to get into that place of having that fulfilled career. And then lastly, she shares with us some of the tools that we need to have, as well as some ways that we can get started on that road of having that fulfilled career. So Blake shares a lot of really great information in this episode, and I definitely want to make sure that you get your hands on it. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of this episode. I promise you it is a good one and going to help you out a ton. Now let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode. Yes. Blake, welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you. Thank you so much, Tony. And I'm excited to be here. Yes. Excited to talk to you. You have a very um, fun story that I am curious to hear about and have you share a little bit more. I read a little bit, but I'm really excited for you to share a little bit about that and then how we can start to um, have it all really, because I think that is ultimately what we all want is we want to have, you know, the career, the family life and all those things, but we feel like we can't do it. So I'm curious to hear what you have to share and excited to jump in this conversation. But before we do really quick, just share a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I am a former corporate executive, mom to three, three kids and wife to my college sweetheart. Um, I spent 18 years in corporate retail, building, growing, and turning around uh, multi-millions, you know, seven, eight-figure businesses. Um, and uh, today, I'm the founder and CEO of Connections Illuminated, um, the host of the Bridge to Fulfillment podcast, um, and honestly, champion for women and really helping empower them with the knowledge, skills, and tools to create the life that they want. Um, my journey and my business were really, uh, my business is really born from my personal journey. I spent my entire career trying to figure out making changes, um, hoping the next change, the next job, the next promotion would finally make me happy and really trying to figure out how could I do fulfilling and challenging work while also right, having the energy and the time to be fully present in my life and with my family and to do all of the other things I wanted to do as well. 
Um, and ultimately that journey is what led me to leave corporate America, led me to start my own business and ultimately do the work that I'm so blessed to do today. Awesome. And yes, that journey that you have 18 years like that, it's not, <laughs> not a little bit of time. You definitely put in some time. So I'm just wondering, was there a breaking point or a time within the journey that you're like, okay, enough's enough. Like, this is it. Like, what was it for you? Yes. I, I definitely got to what I call the breakdown moment. I think, uh, you know, to understand a little bit about the context of my background, uh, you know, like I said, I have three children. Um, I was the breadwinner. I had been the breadwinner pretty much my entire career. So I made substantially more than my husband. Uh, and I felt responsible to take care of my family. And so I was going through these cycles of moving to a new job and being excited and fulfilled and then ending back down at this like frustrated and unfulfilled and unhappy and trying to search for the next answer for years. What I didn't realize is I thought I was being responsible. I actually thought it would be selfish to change careers because I thought that I would put my family at risk. I made a lot of money. I could not figure out how to replace that income. And so everything I looked at told me, well, I just need to suck it up. Um, the thing that finally broke for me was hitting what I call the breakdown moment. Uh, it was my last cross country move. I had moved my family to California for the opportunity to, um, start a business, uh, start a startup within a startup, essentially start a, the plus size business for stitch fix from scratch. And I thought this will be my dream job because I can literally run my own business with someone else's money. This is amazing. But there were a lot of things in making that move that um, I was hoping would solve the problems that I had consistently been trying to solve. And unfortunately, what I found is that in many cases, I had moved backwards. Uh, Work-life balance was always really important to me. Uh, before I moved and worked at Target Corporation, I worked for a company where for seven years, I worked about 70 hours a week. I was exhausted. I got shingles. Um, I had such bad stress knots that they couldn't even get a, get them out when I would go to get massages and would comment that, you know, they've never seen somebody with this bad of problems. Uh, I was having signs and symptoms that my health was deteriorating, but I just ignored it. I thought it was normal. Uh, and then I worked for five and a half years for target corporation and I had work-life balance for the first time ever. And so when I moved to California, I found myself falling back into the same patterns I had been before where I didn't have balance. Um, and I found myself feeling really frustrated. There were a lot of things that were misaligned in my life. And ultimately I got to a place, honestly, Tony, and that was so bad, um, that I would in the middle of the day, go into the bathroom. I was in an open area where there was no privacy. And so I would go into the bathroom in the middle of the day, close the stall and cry. Um, I had the Sunday scaries and dread every Monday. Um, I would celebrate, oh, I've made it halfway on Wednesday. And by Friday, it was like, okay, I just got to make it one more day. And that's how my life really was for a good six months. Uh, I was so stressed out that I um, struggled to sleep at night. I could not shut, shut off work. It was like a constant. I was working until 12, one o'clock in the morning after I got home. So I would work. I would get up and leave my house before seven. I would get down, I would commute and get downtown. I would get home about 637. I would have dinner and put my kids to bed and I'd get right back on my computer because my workload was just unmanageable. And I would be working from eight to about 12 or one in the morning. I would go to bed and I would get right back up. 
And I would do that over and over and over again. And my life was just truly out of control. And so I say I reached the breakdown moment because I think often women don't understand. And a lot of women do what I do, which is think that they're being responsible or think that I can just move companies or this next promotion will fix it. And one of the biggest things I want women to learn and understand through this journey is where you are in the journey and understand the longer you stay in a path that's misaligned, the more risk you are taking. I had no idea. I thought I was being responsible. What I see consistently, not only with what I experienced, but I've now seen and experienced this with hundreds of women is that the longer you stay on a path that's wrong for you, right? The closer and closer you get to that breakdown moment. And what will happen in that breakdown moment is one of two things. Either you will do what happened to me, which is you basically get to an extreme emotional or physical breakdown, burnout. You cannot do it one more day. And that's really where I got, where I was like, I I can't go to this job one more day. I'm done. Um, And the implications for that are pretty significantly, like financially, right? Um, Emotionally, psychologically, like all of it is pretty negative. The other thing that happens if you don't reach that moment is you will end up being put on a performance plan or a layoff, even if you have been a top performer. And I think that's the thing that always shocks women is they're like, my whole career, I've been a top performer. I had all of these wonderful reviews. But here's the reality, especially in today's workforce. You cannot continue to go to a job every day that you're not passionate about and it not be obvious to people after a period of time right? Your level of frustration increases, your exhaustion increases, you're unable to deliver like you used to deliver and it puts you at increasing risk. And so ultimately that was my breakdown moment. And what I learned through that journey has really helped me to be able to help other women understand if you're experiencing the cycle that I was experiencing, you're actually at increasing risk. You're not safe staying where you're at. It's not going to stay the same. Um, And it's really important to take action before you get to that breakdown moment if you can. Yeah. Blake, thank you so much for sharing that. I know I could just see like, it was just like you were reliving the pain all over again when you're thinking about those, those times and tell me about it. And I know um, you who are listening, you can't see it, but I could see it on Blake's face. I was just like, oh God, like I was like feeling it too. But I know that I see a lot of moms do that. They will sacrifice themselves in order for their family. And I'm so glad that you were able to get out of that cycle and you're now helping other moms. So I'm looking at you and thinking like, wow, like that is something major, but how can a mom like get out of that state without, you know, those feelings of feeling like I'm not being responsible or how can we deal with that so that we can still financially take care of our families, but at the same time, we don't run ourselves into the ground, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple of things, right? Oftentimes we believe that it has to be a leap or a risk. And what I really talk about and help uh, women do is build a bridge, right? How can you be intentional and strategic in that choice? Oftentimes we think it needs to be a leap because we're, by the time we make a change or ready to make a change, we are at just complete and utter burnout and exhaustion. And we cannot see another way because we've tried to solve it on our own. And every avenue we've looked at looks like more of the same, worse, or some huge pay cut or having to take a huge step backwards. So one of the first things that you know I talk about really work with my clients on is helping them do what I call gain control, which is really all about um, being able to reclaim and repurpose your time and therefore get back your energy and your mind. Often when we're in really difficult situations where we feel out of control of our calendar or our life or our responsibilities, 
we are missing the very tools, habits, and boundaries that would enable us to substantially improve our situation. So often I talk about the fact that women keep making job changes just like I did, hoping the next job will be better, but they find that they have more of the same problems or worse. The reason for that is most of the time I find when we are unfulfilled in our career and life, it's not just our circumstances. It's at least generally at least 50% things that we need to change or skills that we need to learn. And this is something that I think as women, we haven't necessarily been taught. It's not something we, that our parents have taught us. It's not something we learned in school. And it's certainly not something that our corporations are teaching us. And so as a result, if you are somebody who is like me, who naturally is a people person, who's a caretaker, who's a giver, right? You end up over a period of years in your life, giving so much that there's nothing left for you and thinking that you don't have control over that, or that you have to take a step back in your career in order to have better balance. But what I want women to understand is that's actually not true. Um, Many times it's that you're lacking these knowledge, the skills and the habits. And I say that this is the first step because women come into my program and within three to four weeks, will tell, will literally say like clockwork, oh my gosh, I feel like an entirely different person. Women who had absolutely no time in their schedule are now like, oh my gosh, I finished all my work by 11 o'clock on Friday and I don't know what to do. Um, women will say to me, I actually have free time and, and I don't even remember what I like to do or what my hobbies are, right? They're in the same exact circumstances in their job, but their life has drastically changed because they've been given the tools that they needed to be able to create more boundaries and a better life balance. You've got to do that first, because if you're in fight or flight mode and you're stressed out and you're anxious and you have no control over your life, you cannot get clarity. And without clarity, we get stuck in this place of, I don't know what the right next step is. I'm not sure if it will make me happy or fulfilled or I'll be successful at it. Right. And so then it just feels like this huge leap and this huge challenging thing. So those are really the first two steps that you need to be able to start to build that bridge Um, and why so often women are stuck or can't see it themselves because they don't have those skills or tools and they, and they struggle to get clarity. And this is the other thing I'll say, I spent, my journey was a very long one. I was in corporate for 18 years. I often say, really, I was searching for the right path for me starting my junior year in college. Um, but really the last decade of my career, I was actively trying to figure out how to fix this problem. And the reason my journey was so long is because I was used to solving my own problems. I believed if I couldn't solve it, nobody else could help me. I just needed to figure it out. So I read every book. I scoured job boards and LinkedIn. I researched everything I could research to figure it out, but I didn't realize I was actually digging myself deeper. I often say, Tony, and it's like, um, when you try to solve this problem on your own and you don't have the skills or knowledge and you try for too long, it's almost like you fell in quicksand. And if you know anything about quicksand, right, the more you move in quicksand, your arms and legs, the deeper and deeper you get stuck. And that was happening to me over a period of years. I felt more and more stuck and less and less in control of being able to create the future that I wanted. And it was because I didn't have the skills or tools And I also didn't have the impartial perspective. It is impossible for you to truly be able to see who you are and what you're gifted at in the way that somebody else who is removed from that situation has expertise can. I often say you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. And so these two steps, gaining control and gaining clarity are often where women consistently get stuck. 
and they're trying to solve it on their own, which is why it feels overwhelming, why it feels risky and why it feels impossible to make a change when in fact it really isn't. You're just lacking the right process, support and understanding to do so. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up a lot of really great things there. And I love how you were saying um, first to start with getting the control and the clarity, because that is definitely huge. And I know just listening to you, the first thing that came to my mind was control. Like how can we get control of the situation? So I know you brought up that a lot of times we don't know the actual tools that we need to actually start to fix some of these things. So what would you say is like one like major tool that you've noticed that a lot of moms struggle with that um, once they start implementing it, you start to notice like it's just flourishing. Yeah. I'll give you a tool, but I'll really tell you the two biggest things I see that create, you know, sort of this cycle of burnout, exhaustion, overwhelm, always feeling behind. Uh, Number one, we lack boundaries. Hey, we have a hard time putting up boundaries about what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do. We have a hard time saying no. And a lot of that lack of boundaries, right? I I think there's a lot out there that will teach you how to put in boundaries. The problem is, and I always say this journey is both an emotional and a tactical one. If it were as simple as just tactically applying what people tell you to do, everyone would put in boundaries. This problem would not exist. The problem is that it's not that simple because there are underlying belief systems or fears that we have from how we were raised and what we've experienced and what we view that stop us from putting in those boundaries. Things like, um, if I actually say this, somebody will leave me or I will be see- not be seen as a team player or it, my job will be at risk, right? There's so many reasons why we don't put in boundaries. So it's important to address both those emotional things as well as the tactical. And that is a big, big piece of it. If you do not have the right boundaries in your life, you'll constantly feel like you're being taken advantage of. You never have enough time. You'll start feeling resentful about what's going on in your life, right? Those are all signs and symptoms you don't have boundaries. And again, it's not just as simple as tactical. You've got to understand both elements. Then the second thing I'll share is one of the simplest things, but one of the biggest things you can do to really shift the pattern What I consistently see with women is we don't understand how our brain works and how to set up our days for success. As a result of that, it is literally like we're running a marathon all day, every day. And what I mean by this is this, our brains, as women were taught, we're really good to multitask. Women, we are great. We could do a million things. What we don't realize is that that's actually very exhausting for our brains. I don't know if you know this, Tony Ann, but, um, There's a data that will say that essentially every time you switch tasks, it takes 30 minutes for your brain to get up to full functioning. So if we think about how most women work, not only are they switching tasks every 30 minutes or more, but they're actually doing multiple tasks within that 30 minute period of time. And so as a result of that, by the end of the day, we are completely drained and exhausted and we have nothing left for our families or for ourselves, right? So part of it is really being able to understand You need larger chunks of time in your day where you're working on one thing or on a similar batch of things, just being able to institute that and starting at the very beginning of the day with what I call high leverage time, which is really being able to focus on the key things you need to get that day before all the fires and emails and the craziness comes your way. If you just go and you implement and put in a time block, at least two to three times a week of an hour and a half block at the beginning of the day. 
for high leverage, where you really focus on attacking the things that are most critical. And you also focus on looking at your calendar and getting out of this mode of doing 30 minute here, 30 minute here, 30 minute, 30 minute here, and actually combine and batch the things that uh, work together. You will find tremendously more energy. You will find substantially more productivity and you won't literally get to the end of the day. Like I think so many of us do and go, where the heck did the day go? I have all of this work to do and I didn't even get to do any of it. You are speaking my language, Blake, when you start talking about batching and time blocking. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. I'm totally with you on the multitasking. And, and it's funny because like, I didn't learn about the real negative effects of, uh, sorry, multitasking until like, actually like a couple years ago. Cause I was under the belief too, that, yeah, like we can juggle all these things. And then I read some study and I was like, oh, like I really am not being efficient. Like I'm making more mistakes. It's taking me a lot longer because my brain is just all over the place. And yes, it it is true. I am like drained and exhausted when I'm trying to do a million things at one time. So I love um, that you brought up batching in doing these things and these blocks instead of doing five things at one time. So yes, love, love, love that. Now I'm just wondering for the mom that is, in a career that they've been in for a long time. So I'm thinking about like my mom, she was in the same, with the same company for until over 20 years. And we're, she was just ready for something different. Like how can we start to uncover some clarity um, as far as what the next steps will be if we are wanting to move out of something that we've been doing for a long time, or we think that this is what we're supposed to do because you know how they tell us like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you know, when you, you get out of high school or even like younger kids and you kind of lock your brain into, oh, I'm going to be this. And now you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. But at the same time, you got kids, obligations and things like that. So um, help us out here with getting some clarity on next steps for this. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of the women I work with have been in either the same role, industry, or company for 10, 15, 20, 25 years. So this is the land I live in all day, every day, right? One of the most important things I would challenge you is to really look at, have you tried to solve the problem? Okay. Oftentimes I think women really struggle with, um, is it the right time to move? Is it possible for me to move? Most of the time women get on a call with me and they say, I'm not even sure if what I want is possible. Right. And it's very difficult to know that if you have too narrow of an experience to be able to gain that knowledge, but start by understanding, have I tried to solve this problem on my own? Meaning I want you to really look back and go, how long has it been since I've really been unfulfilled? If I look back at the first time I can kind of think when I was questioning or doubting being in this job, how long ago was that? I'll tell you when I ask women that come to me, often they're talking about whatever the moment has that's been their breakdown. We got new leadership and I, I, right, we don't get along or Um, I feel like my job's at risk or my workload is just unbearable and I can't do it. Or um, my company's forcing me back because of to get vaccinated and I don't want to do that. But then when I really go deeper and go, is it just a recent thing or is it something you've been feeling for a while? What I consistently hear is, no, I've actually been kind of unfulfilled or unhappy for the last year, two years, three years or more. Right. So get clear on that, because if you haven't given yourself the permission to actually realize how long this has been, you're going to ignore and maybe think it's not as significant as it is. 
Then the second thing I would ask you to really look at if you're unhappy and unfulfilled is really look at your fulfillment on a day-to-day basis. So I do sort of a one through 10 scale. So if I were to ask you, Tony Ann, right, how fulfilled you are in your career from a scale of one to 10, with one being I absolutely dread getting up and going to work, right? I have the Sunday scaries every week. I really don't feel like my skills and gifts and talents are being leveraged, right? The majority of the time in the way that I enjoy. Um, And I'm going to work because I need the paycheck, right? To 10 being, I get up passionate, energized, and excited every day. I feel valued in the work that I'm doing. And I feel like I spend the vast majority of my time in my zone of genius doing the things I am, I love and am gifted to do. Really look at and rank where you're at. If you are at a seven or below, you are misaligned. And I think sometimes people think, oh, well, I'm at a seven. That's not bad. I'm like, mm, that's not great. It could be a lot better. But if you are seven or below, that is a sign of yes, okay? This thought, this feeling that you have that there could be something else better, that maybe you should do something else is true. And I think we need to understand that because when we're sitting in the situation that you're describing, we second guess and doubt ourselves. And we go, well, maybe it's not that big of a deal or maybe I should stay here. or Maybe it's responsible to stay, right? So once you've kind of identified, yes, it's been a while and, and I've tried, right? What have you tried to do? Have you searched LinkedIn and job boards? Have you had conversations with people? Have you read books? Have you actually applied and been interviewing, right? Have you gotten stuck because you can't find that right role? Those are all signs and symptoms you've been trying to solve it, but you don't have the tools. After you kind of go through that diagnosis of, okay, it's been a while, I tried some things and yes, I'm really unfulfilled. Then I think the important thing to do is to stop and say, I need help. That's really the right next step because it feels risky because you don't have the knowledge, skills, or tools to do it. And often I see women that don't understand that or think they can do it on their own. And here's the path I constantly see because these women come to, af- come to us after they've made this mistake. So they're miserable. They're unhappy. They go, oh, well, I can do a similar type role or I can just transfer companies and it will make it better because this one thing is going to be better that I fix. That's what I did. Oh, I need better work-life balance. So I'm going to leave this company that where I'm working 70 hours a week. I'm going to go to this company that says they have better work-life balance. Well, it improved some things, but I didn't get to the root cause of why I was unhappy and ultimately came back just like it always does, right? And so what I see happen is women instead choose to make this move. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the clarity. They don't have the strategy and they end up transitioning to something else. Most of the time, these women are taking 20 to $60,000 a year pay cuts. And then nine to 12 months later, they come knocking on my door and they say, I thought that this would make it better, but it's not. And I feel undervalued and now I'm underpaid. And I went through this long job search because the average job search when you when you are a higher income woman or you are lacking clarity is 12 months. So in some cases, if you're out of work and 12 months, right, you make $100,000 a year and then you move to a job where you took a $40,000 pay cut because you were desperate. In one year, you've now lost $140,000. Two years from now, it's $280,000 you're down because you did it yourself when you didn't have the knowledge, skills, and tools. Make sense? And so, you know, I see this pattern all of the time and what ends up happening, like I said, is these women come to me worried that what they want doesn't exist, but realizing that what they've done isn't working. Right. And what we do is get to the root cause. Why are you actually really unhappy? What do you need to truly be unhappy? I call it unlocking your fulfillment framework. What are the key things you need in your career and life to be fulfilled 
um, long-term, not just short-term, right? And then really uncover your secret sauce transferable skills. In order to be effective in transitioning into something different, you really have to understand what your gifts are and how you add value to an organization. And that's where women get stuck. If you don't understand that, you can't communicate that. And you can go network and you can go do all of those things, but people aren't going to be able to see your value. And as a result of not being able to see your value, right, that's really where I see things happen for women where they end up declining and really making decisions in their career without understanding, right? No one goes into a job search on their own and goes, oh, I want to lose $280,000. But that's actually what's happening versus on the flip side, right? What we do is really help our clients get that clarity, that knowledge, and those tools to go position themselves. So the average job search for a woman doing this on her own is 12 months. If you work with a career coach on average, Tony Ann, it will shave about 40% of time off your job search. With what we do at the Bridge to Fulfillment, our clients get jobs 62.5% faster than what they would do on their own. But not just that, our clients are moving from feeling like they're going to take pay cuts, right? And we see in the, in the data that that's what happens a lot of times when women do it on their own. I've had clients get anywhere from 10 to 120% pay increases. Two, in fact, in the last two months that have gotten 120% pay increases. And I would say, even with that, our average client is getting 20 plus percent pay increases moving to her next role. So when we talk about that thing of not being able to have it all or feeling like this thing needs to be a risk, what I want you to understand and what I hope the listeners can understand through this is, can it be risky to make this transition? Absolutely. Especially if you don't have the knowledge, skills, or tools. Does it have to be? Absolutely not. Can it actually be something that accelerates your life and your career where you can move into a dream role and you can have better balance and you can actually make more money? 100%. My clients show it and prove it every single day. Nice. Yes. Love, love, love all of that. And you already brought up Bridge to Fulfillment. So I know there are moms that are listening that are probably like, yes, like, like, let's do this. Like, how can we get in contact with you? Where can we find you online? Yeah. So I can be found at the bridge to fulfillment.com. Um, that's my website. And if you want to uh, be able to schedule time to see if or how this is the right fit um, and really be able to help us uh, have us help diagnose where you're at in this journey and what you need to create your own career fulfillment. Um, that's how you can find me. Um, also, obviously you guys are listening via podcast. So if anybody's really intrigued and excited and wants to learn more, we have our own podcast also called the bridge to fulfillment where I share small coaching episodes, but I also have a lot of client success stories on there. Really women who have been through this process were where you may be today and have really transitioned in their life to be able to help open up those possibilities for you as well. And then uh, more occasionally I have guests um, come on and kind of share um, key knowledge or experience or expertise to really be able to help give you skills and tools. And we talk about a lot of things, right? Family, balance, career, um, fulfillment, all of the things that really kind of align with working moms and the struggles and the opportunities that we have. Yes. Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Blake, thank you so, so much for sharing all of this with us before you go. Give us one last word here. Um, really just want to get some um, either encouragement, motivational quote, whatever it is that you have to encourage us real happy moms. Yeah. I hope today I've given you guys some, I've expanded your perspective about what's possible. Um, 
often I find the reason we get stuck where we are is because we have a belief system that asking for help makes us weak, will make us a burden, um, or that something bad will happen to us. Honestly, if we actually communicate that we don't know how to do something. And so the advice I would give you today is the reason I was stuck for as long as I was stuck is because I never asked for help. Um, and in the last four years, I have surrounded myself by mentors and coaches who have opened up the path for me in ways that I never thought were possible because I learned the value and the power of asking for help. Asking for help is a sign of strength. It is a sign of recognizing that you can um, and do deserve more, but that you don't know everything and nobody knows everything, right? So being able to admit, hey, I'm good at this, but I don't know that. Um, opens up so much space for your life. So if there are things today that you are struggling with and you feel like you cannot solve them on your own, I want to challenge you that it's not that your problem is, is unsolvable. Every problem has a solution. It's that you don't know that solution. And so seek out somebody who's been there and done that and knows how to help other people solve the problem you have. In learning how to do this, it will open up exponential opportunity for your life. We naturally are givers and helpers, but we don't ask for the help ourselves. And that is the key to truly being able to open up so much for your life. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Love it. Love it. Blake, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this. You have really opened my eyes, even though I'm actually Blake, I just want to let you know, I'm really happy where I'm at. <laughs> I was just telling my husband, I was like, babe, like, I love my job. Like it's perfect for me. Like this whole setup is perfect. It's just, of course, you know, it's certain things we could tweak and make it better, but I'm really, really happy where I'm at. So um, I definitely want other moms to feel what I'm feeling as well um, and have that fulfillment because yeah, I can't imagine going back to what I was before and even experiencing some of the things that you were sharing. So thank you so much for sharing this. If you're listening, please, please, please connect with Blake. She is awesome. She will help you out. And again, Blake, thank you. And yes, love everything you shared. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to just come share my experience and the experience of women that I've had the, the blessing and the opportunity to work with. Now that does it for this week's episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes for this episode, head on over to realhappymom.com slash 165. And do me a favor, if you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a mom friend. There is another mom that could definitely use this information and I want to make sure it gets out to as many moms as possible so that we can have it all. Do me a favor, if you have found this really useful, leave me a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to know that the information I'm providing here on the podcast is helping as well as lets Apple Podcasts know that this is a great podcast to recommend to other moms. In addition, it helps me out so, so much, and I will be so grateful if you did that. Now, make sure you tune in next week for another episode. I know that I will be taking some time off, but I am not going to leave you hanging. We got some more wonderful goodness coming up. So stay tuned for a Tuesday Financial episode. Take care and with lots of love. After a long day at work, all I want to do is kick my feet up and relax. But because I have a family I have to show up for, I've developed an evening routine that helps me to relax at the end of the day, but still get things done. The magic of my evening routine is with Dermaclara, the groundbreaking skincare line that makes me feel like a million bucks. 
After taking off my makeup and cleaning my face with Dermaclare's Hydrating Cream Cleanser, I placed Dermaclare's silicone patches on my stomach for those stubborn stretch marks are. These patches are medical grade silicone that creates a microclimate that naturally encourages my skin to heal itself. So for my science mom, this microclimate actually pulls moisture from the upper levels of the epidermis, causing my skin to repair itself. This naturally regulates collagen and boosts skin's elasticity. So for my pregnant moms, this is definitely for you as these patches are safe for all trimesters and are clinically proven to prevent stretch marks from forming during pregnancy. Now, if you're ready to experience the magic of Dermaclara in your routine, go on over to Dermaclara.com. That's D-E-R-M-A-C-L-A-R-A, Dermaclara.